what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Is good. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, the title might have caught you The Spirit of Stuck. The Spirit of Stuck. We might as well call it Murr, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to be stuck. That is perhaps one of the worst feelings. So, I am here to help you with that on today. Now, there have been many times where I've even caught myself when I'm in quiet time with God saying that I'm stuck or I feel like I'm stuck. It just seems like I'm stuck. Nothing is moving. I need a breakthrough. Right? (laughs) So it seems as if I'm in that position. But if I am still, right, the word tells us to be still and know, right, in this stillness of God's presence and just letting him bring revelation, letting him speak to my spirit, letting him really give me clarity, give me insight as I read his word and different pieces are highlighted to me. When I'm in that stillness, I found, and I find this often, that when that spirit of quote unquote stuck shows up, it's deeper than that. We've actually not even hit the surface when it comes to being stuck. So I wrote a post about this the other day. It's kind of like show notes, if you will. So go, if you don't currently, go follow me on Instagram. It's at MS Miss Juliana Page, Miss Juliana Page. So I wrote a post about how we often dance with the spirit of stuck, right? (laughs) And how we just need the DJ to change the song. But deeper than that, If we don't like fruit in our life, if we don't like what we see, we've got to examine the root. Just looking at the fruit, just looking at the behavior that we might be demonstrating, just looking at the surface is not enough. We've got to go deep. But I do want to highlight here, you do not want to go deep into self-introspection by yourself, okay? Never look within without God because you usually make a bigger mess, right? Because you can go into shame, guilt, condemnation, and all of this stuff. But with God present, there can be conviction and there can be true transformation. So in my work as a coach as well, when it comes to the spirit of stuck, the root hasn't been identified. Okay, so what I mean by that is what we're actually dancing with a lot of the time when we feel this spirit of heaviness or when we feel this spirit of stuck or just mer. <laughs> there there could be a couple of things. So one of the things that I found that it often is is actually a spirit of entitlement. You see how that's different than just being stuck? Because check it out, a spirit of entitlement is a spirit that actually edges God out. 
of your thinking, of your speaking, of your behavior, of how you show up in the world, out of your circumstances, out of your relationships. It can sound like this. There's a song playing in our mind. There's a narrative that we're listening to. There's a, a lie that the enemy planted there. It could say something like this. Because I've worked so hard and invested so much, I should already have a flourishing business. Or because I sacrificed so much and added so much value, I should be happily married and I should have all of those benefits multiplied back to me through my partner. Or because I suffered so much, I should be out of all of the trauma and disappointment and I should be triumphing by now. Or because I've taken big risks, I should be rewarded. Okay, you see how entitlement is about me, 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 I, 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 it should look like this. And since it doesn't, now I'm upset. And if I'm in that state, I'm not in humility. I'm not in faith. I'm not in boldness. I'm not walking in the spirit of God. I'm under the influence of a different spirit, right? Because if I were to actually investigate statements like that and the narratives that's playing, the different narratives that are playing. These are just some examples I wanted to pull. If I were to look at those, what I'm seeing is who empowers you to actually invest, right? Who gives you resources to invest in the first place? Or who gives you strength to grow and keep growing and go from glory to glory and from strength to strength? That, that was on you? Or who helped you navigate that relationship? Or who helped you sacrifice, right? Or who worked out God's nature in you, right? Or who brought you through the suffering? You think you did that by yourself? So the spirit of entitlement literally edges God out and it makes you a God and it takes God off the throne. And it is a miserable place to live because the reality is, is we're not entitled. There's a lot that we deserve that we didn't get, thank God. And the only one that is worthy and deserving of all the praise is God. So when you're able to see that and shift it, you're able to humble yourself before the Lord and he can exalt you and get you out of that defeated, entitled place. Another spirit, instead of just the spirit of stuck, again, if you go deeper, one I find quite quite interesting and quite familiar is the spirit of anger. And what the spirit of anger does is it creates double-mindedness and instability because the word of God says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Just because I think this, but I do this, or I'm feeling this way, so I'm acting this way instead, right? It's just double-minded. It's not I'm going to stick to my faith over my feelings. I'm going to stick to my faith over my circumstances. There's no single focus, right? It's all over. It's like a scatterbrain and it's really volatile. So this can come from deeper things, particularly if you've experienced trauma or post-traumatic stress or a lot of grief and sadness. It can look like sadness, having been abandoned, betrayed, shocked, rejected, devalued, dishonored, taken advantage of. There could be deep sadness in your soul that you never addressed, that you never looked at, which would then make sense why you're stuck. Or there could be frustration that's been building and building and building and gone unaddressed because you never looked at it. Frustration from wasted time, abandoning and rejecting yourself. You know, sometimes we blame other people when we're actually responsible for what we're blaming other people for, right? (laughs) 
it's shocking. I don't know if this happened to anybody, but when God shows you you, woof, if he ever does that, right? That is a wake-up call. When he shows you what it's like for other people to experience you, that will give you your marching orders real quick. It could be resentment that's built up. So a lot of times resentment is coming from unmet expectations and expectations that we have of other people. It could be unforgiveness, you know, that we really feel that pain and hurt that we walk through was unnecessary and we shouldn't have had to walk through it. And so we just harbor that inside and we can't get over it. Or shame, shame that we didn't exercise wisdom when we could have, or we didn't listen to our our intuition, or we didn't pay attention to the red flags, which we're seeing all over social media right now, or we lowered our standards, or we compromised, or we started holding ourselves back because we were trying to people please, or we had an unaddressed codependent pattern that showed up. But anger is subtle, right? That's how the enemy likes to operate, subtle, okay? So if we actually go deeper, okay, why am I stuck? What has been going on with me? What is the root of this, God? Show me what I'm dealing with so that I can renounce it, so that I can rebuke it, so that I can receive deliverance from it, right? And lastly, another spirit of stuck, if you go deeper, is the spirit of unbelief. And the spirit of unbelief really rewires your thinking for the worst, okay? So unbelief says things like, I can't dot, 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 because I'm a victim, right? Because I'm a victim, I can't do bloody, 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 right? It won't work because, which is skepticism. It's not going to work because I don't have the resources. I don't have the education. I didn't come from that neighborhood. I didn't come from that background, right? We start creating all of these excuses and being a skeptic, which is not faith and it's not a good look or experience. And it invites the exact opposite of what you want into your life, right? Another way the spirit of unbelief might show up is it, it is, blah, blah, blah. If it was meant to be, it would have happened already. So I play no part. I have no responsibility. I have no accountability. I'm just going to really murmur and complain about it, right? I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just going to talk about it and complain about it. Or no one, dot, 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 meaning I'm not supported, no one's going to help me, no one's going to care about what I have to offer. And there's a lot of loops of fear and anxiety that run through our head. And anxiety, I define that as future tripping. So we look to the future, but for all of the worst case scenarios, we're never looking with the good plans that God has for us, according to Jeremiah 29:11. We're looking with fear. That if this happens, then I have to have a plan for that. And then if that happens, then I have to have this plan, right? There's no faith and there's no trust and surrender, okay? So the fear and the anxiety loop over and over in our mind and then we can't see clearly. And we start to believe these things that we allow to run through our mind, okay? Does any of this sound like what you're listening to and what you're dancing with? Just check it out. Does any of that sound like what you're listening to and what you're dancing with? Okay? <laughs> and a lot of these things can be subtle, right? All right. So maybe, just maybe, try it on. Maybe that's why you're actually stuck. A lot of times we say, I don't know why I'm stuck. I don't know why I feel this way. 
Well, if you dig deeper, if you are living like you're entitled and you're thinking like it and you're feeling like it and you're talking like it and you're acting like it, you're probably going to feel pretty crappy pretty quick because usually people don't respond well to that and that is not what releases more blessings and favor in your life either. It actually short circuits them, okay? Or the anger spirit, all of that is super heavy. When you are living in this sadness and there's resentment and unforgiveness and shame and frustration and all of that, that is a load to carry that you are never designed to carry in joy and freedom and wholeness that is readily available to you. You will miss every time because you're clinging to something else. So it's important to repent and to turn from it or to surrender it from God or actually see it for what it is and hand it over to him so that he can have a divine exchange with you. I'm going to give you my sadness so that you can fill me up with your joy. I'm going to give you all of my unforgiveness, and I choose to forgive, and I receive your forgiveness. And because you forgive me, I am able by your power and by faith to forgive. I wasn't worthy. <laughs> I might not feel like this other person is worthy, but because God has forgiven me, and I want to honor God and do what is right in God's sight, I will forgive it's not about me. It's not even about the other person. It's about God and my love for God, right? Or if you're walking around in unbelief, that is the worst way to live. It's just like this foreboding spirit is constantly attacking you. So maybe that's why you're stuck. And when you can see it, you can do something about it. When you can identify whatever the spirit is that's taunting you, that's tormenting you, you can remember who you are, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that you have the authority of God active on the inside of you, and you can deal with with this spirit. It no longer can have authority over you if you can see it for what it is. But the reality is we can't fix what we won't face, okay? And there's no amount of blame and shame and condemnation and skepticism and criticism and judgment. You're just going to live in that. None of that is going to change your reality for the better. <laughs> It'll change it for the worse, okay? And much of life is wasted being miserable about things that we cannot change. And then, greater than that, we inflict unnecessary suffering on ourselves by dancing with the wrong things, okay? And then wondering why we are where we are. That's why we need to be diligent and alert, right? And we often think, that we're waiting on God, but in reality, he may be waiting on us. Ultimately, it's our attitude and our thoughts that belong to us. And nobody can make us have bad ones if we don't want to. Nobody else can think for you. Nobody else can speak for you. Nobody else can feel and act for you. One of the wisest things we can do then is know our weaknesses and lean on God to grant us the strength not to give in to them so that we're not double-minded, so that we're not unstable, right? We can be emotionally stable. We can walk in a renewed mind. We can walk in the power and the might of the Holy Spirit and by grace. Trusting God is how we do this. It's the beginning of all healing, and He always leads those who truly trust and want His guidance. 
he always leads them. And trust is what enables us to live without the weights and without the burdens and without the cares. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you, right? When you actually study the word of God, the word of God is sustenance. It is food for your soul. It is literally what empowers you when the enemy attacks or the enemy strikes or you face something that is uncomfortable and you don't know what to do. When the word of God is stored up in you day by day, right? That is your foundation. That is strengthening you. That is empowering you. And the very point of all of that is that it comes out when you need it most, right? It comes out when you need it most. So that means if you don't have the word of God in you, that can't change you, right? The truth that you know is the truth that sets you free. So if you're not reading the truth, if you don't know it by personal experience, if it's not being made real and alive to you because you won't read it, you won't study it, you won't spend time with God, you won't meditate on it, that truth won't help you. It's the truth that you know that sets you free. Okay, and it is never, I don't care who told you what, it is never too late to change and see your destiny fulfilled and be transformed into the image of Christ. That is the greatest change of all, being transformed into his image and into his likeness. It's never too late to change and to step into that. And so if you didn't see the post that I created today, I made an offer for folks. And so if you hear this, I'm going to extend it to you as well. But I'm saying to you, <laughs> do not settle for stuck. Talk back to your fears. Take bold steps of faith into your future. You've been promised a good future. And before you were formed in your mother's womb, God had a plan for you. He already laid it out for you and you can partner with him and be empowered with him to step into the fullness of that. And so what I'm doing, I have two, yes, T-W-O, number two, two spots open in my one-on-one -on -one coaching calendar, and I'm extending those to folks right now. So if you want to snag one of those spots, scoop it up because you know that you would benefit. All you have to do is email info at julianapage.com to schedule a free discovery call. So make sure that you do that. Just by hearing this episode, that gives you an opportunity to get a free discovery call. Again, it's info at julianapage.com. Just email me there and request a free discovery call. Let me know that you heard the podcast and that that is what you want to do. All right. Now, what I thought was really neat connected to the spirit of stuck was God led me direct for this podcast to two different places in Psalms, which I found so, so interesting. So one of them is coming from Proverbs 3, 1 to 18, and also Psalm 111. So I'm really going to highlight Psalm 111, 10. But the Bible says that those who walk in wisdom will be successful and live long lives. Okay? They will be not only successful, they will be exceedingly happy. They will be blessed so that they will be envied is what it actually says in Proverbs. People will want this success and this exceeding happiness that they have. Where does that come from? I need some of that in my life. I don't know how to tap into that, right? But there is no such thing as wisdom without worship, okay? Psalm 111.10 actually says that reverence for God and worship 
are the beginning of wisdom. In other words, worship and reverence are foundational to having a fruitful life. And that makes a lot of sense, right? A lot of times when we are murmuring, when we're complaining, we should be worshiping, okay? And worshiping would open back up our connection to God, our creative ability, the flow of God in your life and the flow of the spirit. But many of us are not doing that. We're very undisciplined when it comes to our thought life. And we're not very diligent when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, self-control, patience, gentleness, kindness, right? Many people today are seeking knowledge. And knowledge is good, okay? I'm one of those people, right? But wisdom is better. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. Make sense? Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. So knowledge without wisdom can cause a person to be puffed up or filled with pride, which could lead to that spirit of stuck entitlement, right? Which will ultimately ruin his or her life. A wise person will always be knowledgeable, but not all knowledgeable people are wise. You might know some of those people. So God's word tells us to cry out for wisdom, to seek it as we would silver and gold, and make it a vital necessity in life. There is nothing more important than wisdom, and wisdom starts with reverence and worship. Okay, so this is a key, a key that will unlock more freedom and wholeness in your life. You are encountering the spirit of stuck, which again, go deeper. What actually is the spirit so that you can pull it up from the root? I renounce the spirit of anger in my life. I repent for living under the influence of sadness and grief and unforgiveness. And I'm willing to forgive. And I forgive so-and-so by faith now, whoever is highlighted to you, right? You talk back to whatever the enemy's doing. You don't agree and partner with whatever he's trying to influence you with. And you choose to to revere and to worship God. Okay? And this, I, I find that the fear and anxiety and a lot of the unbelief, that spirit comes from not trusting God as our provider. So think about this. Do you need provision in any area of your life? And maybe are you not really sure where it's going to come from? Psalm 111.5 says, God promises to provide for those, again, same key, who reverently and worshipfully fear him. So as long as we worship God, we are going to have provision. Do you get that? As long as we keep God first place, as long as we know who our provider is, as long as we worship God and give him all the glory, we are going to have provision. But as long as we navigate in our own strength and understanding or try to take things on on our own or live like we're entitled, that's not what it says here. (laughs) That provision isn't granted, right? So perhaps you've been going through a loss of some kind, right? Or maybe you wonder... What's going to happen in your future? And you're really anxious about that. You see all of these things happening in the world and that's really overwhelming. And you're not sure what you're going to do, how you're going to have enough, who's going to support you. But whatever the reason for your concern about your provision, mark Psalm 111.5 in your Bible. Meditate on it, even memorize it because it holds the key to having your needs met and to bringing you back into right position, or I call it alignment with God, okay? That way, when a need arises in your life, you will have 
hidden in you, the word of God, literally stored up in your heart, and it will strengthen you and help you remain in faith rather than fear. Believe God's word when he says he gives food and provision to those who reverently fear him and worship him. Whatever your situation may be, God will provide for you as you continue to worship and magnify him. And worship is actually fun and energizing. Worry is what makes our heart heavy and causes loss of joy. So do not worry, worship, and see God provide for your every need right? So Psalm 112.3, if you keep going, I turn this into a declaration. I say, Lord, I declare that because I fear you, prosperity and welfare will be in my house in Jesus name. Okay. So that's a huge key. Psalm 111 and Psalm 112. Now the other one that I was giving, particularly when it comes to the spirit of stuck is remembering God's good plan for your life. So God's plan for our lives has been established in the spiritual realm since before the foundation of the earth. And it is a good plan as we see in Jeremiah 29, 11, as I referenced earlier, for I know, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Not fear, not anxiety, not mer, but hope in your final outcome. And Psalm 139.16 is the other key that I want to highlight to you. It tells us that before we were even born, God had planned our days. However, the enemy has worked hard to destroy God's good plan in many of us, and he's had, unfortunately, a high success rate. Okay? You probably have seen this. You might have experienced it. Some people believe for a great number of things, but see very little manifestation of them. Perhaps, just making a suggestion here, perhaps the reason is because they are believing but not speaking. Huge difference. They may see some results of their faith, but not the radical results they would experience if they would bring their mouths along with their hearts into service. Okay? I'm referencing Romans 10, 9, and 10 for that. Some people are trying to live in the blessings of the Lord while still talking like the devil. That's how I can say that spirit real talk style. (laughs) We must not make that mistake as believers. We must not see, basically we will not see rather, positive results in our daily lives if we speak negative things. We should remember that what we are speaking, we are calling for. We say, bring it on. I want more of this in my life, whatever we're speaking, for better or for worse. We are reaching into the spiritual realm and drawing out something according to our words. That's why it says, guard your mouth, guard your tongue. God, keep a guard over my tongue that I might not sin against you, right? That's asking God for help with that if you really struggle in that area. We can reach into the enemy's realm, the realm of curses and draw evil and negative things, or we can reach into God's realm, the realm of blessings, and draw out good, positive things. Words that we speak out of our mouths are like containers, and they carry creative or destructive power, and the choice is up to us. That's why it's important to know that you are empowered and that you are a powerful person. So I say, according to Psalm 138.8, 
Lord, I declare that you will perfect all that which concerns me. So when you are in a space where you feel stuck, that's a breakthrough verse, right? Lord, I declare that you're that you will perfect all that concerns me. You have a good plan for me and how precious and weighty are your thoughts towards me. I cancel every thought that does not agree with your truth. Be magnified in me, right? So you can turn whatever you're reading in the word into a key that will unlock literally your next step, okay? So what I want to encourage you with today is Psalm 37 three, this one is super powerful. It says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness and truly you shall be fed. So what I love about Psalm 37.3 is that it promises that if we trust God and do good, we will be fed. But it's not talking merely about having enough food to satisfy us, right? Having a full belly. It means that we will enjoy contentment and satisfaction in our souls, okay? We may want some things to change, but while we're waiting, we can have a soul that is satisfied in God, okay? And it really just means that we cast our cares onto him and God gives us more energy and he helps us focus on what is in our hand and what he has for us to do. Okay, now remember a key that I shared today is that God leads those who truly want his guidance. A lot of times we're not reaching out for God's guidance at all. All right, so really think about that. And lastly, I want to remind you to give. I'm going to find this verse here. To give. Whenever we're stuck, usually we're really focused on being self-centered. Okay, in Matthew, it's Matthew 7, 12. This is the verse that I want to leave you with. Whatever you desire others to do for you, do it for them. A joyous and meaningful life is not found in what we get, but in what we give. So, so powerful. Each time you do something for someone else, you also help yourself. So a lot of times when we're stuck, the third and final key that I'll give you here today is to go help somebody. Go turn up your spirit of giving. If you want somebody else to encourage you in that moment, go encourage somebody. If you want somebody to notice a trait in you, go compliment somebody. If you want somebody to do you a favor, go do a favor for somebody else. It's amazing, but when we're actually in the, the joy of something, that happens when we're giving. That's where it actually comes out, when we give, okay? And there's a quote that I will leave you with. So, so good. Are you ready? It's this. You have not lived today until you have done something for someone who cannot repay you. You have not lived today until you have done something for someone who cannot repay you. So, I encourage you to... In recap, identify what is the root of the spirit of stuck that you might be experiencing. Stuck ain't deep enough. You ain't going to walk away from stuck if you're not clear on what is tormenting you. Okay? Get to the root of it. Are you walking in anger and partnering with anger? Are you under the influence of entitlement? 
Are you walking in fear and anxiety and unbelief and skepticism? Do you need to nip any of those things? Do you need to cast any cares over to God that you keep carrying? Do you need to repent and turn from anything by doing something else? Get clear on that. Then, first key, remember that God is your provider. And a key to unlock his provision is to revere and to worship him rather than murmur and complain. Okay? (laughs) Number three, or second key, rather, is to remember that God has good plans for you and you can release those to the power of your word. You can literally reach into God's realm, the realm of blessings, and draw out good and positive things. Or you can pull from the enemy's realm as well and pull forth negative things all by what you speak. So you can speak to mountains. You don't have to partner with what you see. You walk and move by faith, by the eyes of faith. And a lot of that is in your imagination. So cleaning that up with God. And then lastly, if you're super uber stuck and you can't get out of your head, go give. Go give. Get out of your own way. Get off of yourself and go give. Go serve. Go do somebody, particularly, go do something for somebody, particularly somebody who cannot repay you. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. If it did, let a girl know. One of the things that you can do, you can become a spirit-filled Real Talk ambassador by following three simple steps. Are you ready? Number one, subscribe to this podcast over on Apple Podcasts, okay? Really quick, all of these steps take you five minutes, less actually. Number one, go subscribe. Literally click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Number two, rate it. Give it a five-star rating, okay? And then number three, leave a comment. Let me know. Listen to a full episode. Leave a comment. Let me know what you are taking away and what you are integrating into your life. What are you going to do? What are you going to change? What action are you going to take? And once you do those three things, email info at julianapage.com and put free gift in the subject line and I will send you a free gift. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.